Welcome to the Todd DeVos Show, exploring the best ideas and lessons for leaders. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are at in this fine world. And as you can tell, my voice is shot today. So I do pre-apologize about that. Still trying to get over this uh, cold or whatever that guy have going on with me. Um, so test is negative for COVID, so it's not COVID. Uh, I'm not sure what this is, but my voice is shot either way. But that doesn't make a difference. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about some great stuff that's going on um, across the country, but specifically here um, in Los Angeles, city of Los Angeles, with the Hurricane Program. And it's a national program uh, by the Institute of Diversity and Inclusion and Emergency Management. And it provides women the means to explore a career in emergency management. I think it's pretty exciting uh, to have that. And uh, with me today, uh, we have uh, Chrysantha uh, Gonzalez from the city of Los Angeles. And uh, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much. Happy to be here. I, I thought that after our conversation on Tuesday that, uh, you know, may, or Monday, I mean, that maybe my voice might have got better, but it didn't. So you're going to have to carry the show for us today. That's okay. Sorry, I was a little sick, so uh, between the both of us, we'll figure it out. Too. Okay. So, tell me about Hurricane. I mean, I, I think it's an exciting program, and you know, I read the the, the bio on it, but that doesn't do yeah. us justice. So, yeah. talk a little bit about it. And why you why you got involved? Well, um, so IDM, as you mentioned, is the one who created Hurricane, and they they're uh, historically back east, so that's that's where the name came from. It's capital H E capital. E capital R. Um, as you know, we don't have a whole lot of hurricanes in LA. So, um, so it's, it's a, it's a program that began back East and, and they have some very successful hurricanes in Philadelphia and those kinds of cities. And so IDM reached out to my boss, the general manager of emergency management, Carol Parks, and said, Hey, how do you feel about having um, LA be the inaugural West coast city to host a hurricane? And so uh, my boss thought, yeah, you know, that's something sounds something that's right up the alley of our community preparedness and engagement division, which is the division that I'm over. I'm the division chief over that one. So uh, I met with her and with, um, with the IDM group and they said, you know, this is historically what it looks like, but in LA, you can tweak it to your, you know, however you'd like it to be. So what we did was we increased the number of attendees. So now the number of attendees in LA is going to be 45. So it'll be 45 young women attending for one week, five days. And something else that we did a little different is we are culminating all the lessons that they're learning during the week on ICS and leadership and disaster response. And we're culminating in a functional exercise on Friday. So actually, yeah, they actually get to go down to our main coordination room where you have all the pods and all the giant jumbo screens and the vests. And they actually get to wear the vests and uh, learn from some of the top leaders in our city who respond to the emergency operations center. Um, So they get to be at the EOC on the main coordination floor kind of, you know, pretending to be a real life emergency manager. So um, the camp is, is, is supposed to be for young women who um, maybe don't know about this career. They don't know there's a career in emergency management, or they don't know there's a career in disaster response or disaster insurance. Uh, Farmers is the one who helped IDM start the program. So Farmers um, is offering an internship for one of the attendees. and, and, And that's also something new in our camp is that EMD, my department, is also offering an internship to, um, you know, uh, one of the young women at the camp. So a lot of uh, traditional hurricane um, programming to make sure we have inclusivity. We talk about that. We talk about diversity. We talk about um, the, you know, the the disproportionate amount of, of, of 
women's roles in disasters and how women are affected versus men. Also in the career path, how there's a lot more uh, men in the career. And so we talk about all of that and make sure that they're aware that, you know, the city of Los Angeles has a lot of opportunities for them and, and we're, we're looking to help them get started on that path. One of the things I find interesting um, about our career, about our profession, I should say, is that we don't have a pipeline of young kids, young people in general, uh, coming up uh, through through the uh, career path, right? So in other words, like fire, police, uh, you know, those those groups, engineering even, right? There's like this pathway for, for, for people to get into the profession. And for us, people normally uh, fall into it in some weird way. Yeah. Um, you know, I know people from all over, all sorts of different careers that, that moved over to emergency management. Um, no path is the same. Um, and I've really only met a few, I have a handful, I mean, I could probably count them on one hand, of of young people who got into emergency management from something they were exposed to when they were a kid. Um, right. What are you doing to help expose emergency management to these young ladies? Um, well, for the camp or just overall citywide? Overall citywide. So we, like, for example, there's two community colleges in um, in L.A., which is one in the Valley and then ELAC, uh, East Los Angeles uh, College, that have actual certificate or programs for emergency management. So um, I've been invited a couple times to go speak on a panel um, at the Valley Community College to try and uh, do that form of outreach and um, honestly, this year was the first year that we've decided to target underrepresented uh, communities. So historically, my division has gone to the uh, stable communities through homeowners associations, through, um, you know, their their um, boards with the police, the, the CPAB boards, through those kinds of avenues. And we haven't really thought about how we're going to um, reach the vulnerable community. So as we're transitioning in this fiscal year and we're, we're bringing on new staff to my division, we thought, you know, what's our vision going to look like? And we, we made a determination as a team that we need to hit our most vulnerable. And how do we do that? How do we get to the seniors um, who are going to face some real challenges with the environmental coming up? And we thought, okay, through the kids, right? Through the youth. The youth needs to understand that there's a whole voice in government that they can be a part of and how are we going to get that so this camp is one step and we're also trying to identify different ways not only speaking to you know at those panels that we're invited to but also trying and uh, we're working closely with Dr. Uh, Gabrielle Noriega she's very um, uh, entrenched we also work closely with Jenny Novak uh, an emergency manager for the CSU system you know so we're trying to Get this be have this be our kickoff of how do we engage those community college leaders, those university leaders, and maybe even earlier than that. And how do we engage the at risk youth? What are the programs that the city already has? We're working very closely with the youth development department. Uh, you know, three of their team members were integral in part in uh, creating the application and in scoring sheets for the applicants. How do we get to the at-risk youth and the youth that is really working hard in L.A. to do the right things and show them that there's this? So it's kind of a plan in the making right now. This is our first step is to get this camp out there. And then after that, we're uh, going to be working with all the individuals I mentioned to see, OK, what else works? We're not subject matter experts in, in youth 
uh, development and youth strategy. So we're trying to bring those SMEs to us saying, you tell us what works and then that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll work around what you tell us works. So we're, we're developing that out kind of a two-pong approach to the youth of LA and then the, the vulnerable, the seniors. And how do we, how do we help have the, the young help the elders? So that's kind of our vision. And then we're going to, we're excited to see where that takes us. So, I mean, like Los Angeles City specifically is, is a very diverse, large, I mean, large, not just in population, but also mm-hmm. in like footprint um, a city. So, I mean, like it's it's also culturally different, uh, you know, like the valley is completely different from, say, South L.A., right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a completely different, uh, it's almost like a different city when you, when you drive through it and, and talk to people. Um, how are you matching that up? I mean, I think that's kind of exciting, but how are you matching up like, kids from say south south la to kids that are coming from the valley i think that you're right that the cultures are different but i think there's an underlying common thread uh with is that they care about their communities i don't care where you're from if you're from south la if you're from the wilmington area if you're from the valley if you're from west la from venice you're very proud of your community regardless of of which part of la you're from so there's a civic mindedness in, in young people that's historically being, been seen throughout our history books, right? They're the ones who take pride in, in their community, whatever that community is to them. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to tap into that civic pride, that, um, you know, community role. We believe very strongly at EMD that preparedness begins when you invest in your community. You've got to get to know your neighbors. You've got to get to know your local markets. You've got to get to know you know, your local fire station, your local senior lead officer for PD. It has to be a community effort because as you know, there's less than 10,000 um, police officers and less than 5,000 firefighters in the event of a large disaster, such as the big one, you know, like an earthquake. So um, logistically, your community, these kids' communities are going to be hard hit because we just don't have the resources of the city to be there immediately. We're going to get there. We're going to be there for you. But in the meantime, we can offer you these programs to teach you the skills you need uh, to help stabilize your community. And that's really important to these kids, like to know when we filled out, when we submitted the applications, I'm sorry, reviewed the applications, over and over that theme is consistent, regardless of where these young people are from. They want to be safe and they want to be able to protect their families and they want to know what to do. That was a consistent theme in the response in the applicants. Their family, their community is very important to them. It's their safe zone. So that's the common thread we're, we're speaking to. We're speaking to what do you want to take back in your community? What do you want to see changed? And guess what? You are the voice of change. We have some council women here who are going to talk to you about how they got into the po- policymaking level of emergency management. We have leaders in PD uh, who are at the response at the street level, fire response. So we're showing them all these ways that their voices and their actions can lead them to real change in their community, which will ultimately end up in that community being prepared. And and I know you told me a couple of people who are involved with this, and I know that my, my friend Stacey Gerlich is up there helping, coming out yes. of retirement, coming out of retirement to help. <laughs> you know, We're so excited. <laughs> she's supposed to be out in Hawaii and stuff like that. I don't know what the heck she's doing. She probably, she's Look, I can give you 48 hours. That's what I can give you. So we're like, great, we're going to jam everything we can into the 48 hours you're with us. So she's going to be with us on Monday and Tuesday. And, and even last night at nine o'clock, I was talking to Captain Gail Sonata from Fire. And she's like, what if Stacy 
teaches run high fight for schools. And it was like nine o'clock at night, nine thirty at night. And I said, you think she would? She's like, I don't know. Let me call her. So we're still even at the last hour, you know, piling stuff on top of um, Stacey. Yeah. Like she's amazing. She's great. We're so excited that she's come out of retirement for this. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, yeah. So one of the programs I know that you talked about before is your uh, your neighborhood programs. Could you integrate some of the ladies that come out of this program into that neighborhood program? So we have the Ready Your LA Neighborhood program that was created here in um, in our department in about 2018, and it's based off of the Map Your Neighborhood. So um, so many of you may be familiar with Map Your Neighborhood. Um, so what we did is we took the Map Your Neighborhood and we built a program around it, and it, and it goes back to those basics that I was talking about. It's imperative that you get to know your neighbor. Who is that grandmother that lives in the corner that maybe nobody knows is wheelchair bound? Who is the the mom who's eight months pregnant and has two little kids who's going to need help during a pandemic or a fire evacuation earthquake, whatever the scenario may be, the power outage. Who is your neighbor, you know, two floors up who really does has a, an anxiety and doesn't like to leave the house? Whatever their functional need is, their disability, their access need, you have to get to know your neighbors because you have to be the ones who step up and help those neighbors. And so that's kind of a that's a, not a common accepted practice in the city of LA. You know, there's not a whole lot of people who want to know their neighbors and want to, you know, get <laughs> nice and tidy with them, you know, get in tight with them. So we're hoping that the youth, we're going to introduce this idea of getting to know your neighbors and being prepared and knowing what steps to take before and after an earthquake or to evacuate. Um, how can you help the police that are responding, the fire that are responding? So we're going to incorporate the nine steps that you do after an earthquake. You know, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to check your water, uh, fill up your bathtub and your sinks. You're going to go check your gas meter. This is what you're going to look for when you check your gas meter. Um, you're going to go check on your family. Make sure you're wearing your protective equipment, a bicycle helmet, um, you know, some kind of reflective shirt or vest, uh, some gloves, some sturdy shoes. Uh, we want you to know where your fire extinguisher is. You know, uh, LA Fire is going to let us put out some real fires at hurricane camp. So we're going to teach them how to use that fire extinguisher. Uh, we're going to say, okay, have an okay or help sign. Put that up on your front door or your window and then go out and gather your your neighbors and then form teams. And here's the teams that we recommend you form, you know, there's a communication team. So we're going to teach them these nine steps that Ryland teaches to communities and then our hope is that they'll go back and they'll tell their grandparents, their parents, their aunts, their uncles, you know, they have this really great program. And uh, we're going to show them where the link is and how they can do it themselves. If they want to be the leaders to create a Ryland on their neighborhood, um, we're going to encourage them to do that. And we're there, of course, to support them every step of the way. So that's definitely going to be part of the discussion that we have during the week. But we have a pretty jam-packed full week for them. It's, um, you know, five days of, of everything uh, that you want to know about emergency management and response. We have the Big Shaky from Ready America is going nice. to be there on Monday. Yeah, we have, like I said, we're putting out some live fires. First female FEMA administrator will be there on Friday to address nice. the girls and to do some photo ops. Stacy Gerlich's coming out of retirement. Uh, Deputy Chief Tingaridis from LAPD is coming to, to chat. We have some um, you know, councilwomen, we have just a, a jam-packed week for them to learn everything there is about emergency management. Yeah, no offense to Deanne Criswell. I mean, she's awesome. I've interviewed her a couple of times, but, uh, you know, Stacey Grillick coming out of, in, yeah. out of retirement for this. That's that's a rock star right there. That's for sure. You know, you know, it's, we, we we pretty much decided that was the, the feather in our cap is Stacey <laughs> coming out of retirement. So we're, yeah, we're, we're uh, I was talking to Captain Sonata last night and I was saying how humbled I am that so many women in top leadership positions are excited about this. Uh, Nikita Drinker from Street Services I, 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 called me. 
I, I just want to talk real quick because I know it's for people like you know over in New York they're like who the heck Stacey Gerlich? Stacey yeah. Gerlich is um she ran ran um the Los Angeles City uh, Surf program for a long time um and uh, she made up to was it division chief I believe right yeah. um yeah uh, deputy chief yeah deputy chief um yeah. she's awesome and and co- kind of going back to that is that I mean LA City's always been leaning forward. Uh, when it comes to community preparedness programs, I mean, they created CERT. Um, is this something that you're hoping to see expand um, across the city, excuse me for coughing, across the city, or maybe even across the county, or potentially even across the rest of, of California, how CERT grew uh, these hurricane camps? We're actually, that's we had applicants from the county, and we actually had applicants from outside of the state reach out through LinkedIn, through some of the LinkedIn. So for next year, we're going to propose to the LA County emergency managers that we combine forces and do a week-long hurricane for countywide. Um, so that's for next year. And then we're also um, work closely with a group called Rocket Rules. I don't know if you're familiar with Bunny's yeah. Rocket Rules. So we're also going to reach out to Bunny. Uh, she's been a strong supporter of all emergency management for our youth, for any disaster that affects youth. Uh, she's right there with us supporting us. So we're also going to talk to her about maybe doing either a one-day camp or two days half camp for the younger kids, the little kids, the K through five, and just teach them, you know, have Rocket be there and teach them a couple of uh, days worth of basic skills, drop, cover, and hold, you know, give them the crayons so they can have conversations about preparedness. So got a couple things coming down the pipe, but we would like to see it go county. Um, and of course, we're open. Um, I sit on the board for a couple of um for the earthquake, California Earthquake Authority. I sort of sit on the board on the committee for the public sector. And um, so this is something that I'll bring up to see if, um, you know, Mark, Benthian and um, Shannon uh, are interested in, in doing maybe a webinar about this so that we can get the word across the California and see, you know, how many communities are open to it. We'll, we'll make our, our book, our, our event action plan open to anybody who wants to do it. You know, we've been taking notes on what works and what doesn't work. so. Uh, we're open to helping anybody who wants to repeat this. Yeah, I'll pay Mark too. I'm on the higher education committee for uh, for that, so we can get it for both sides and yeah. make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's the way these things work. Um, <clears throat> well, that's terrible. So the program starts in Virginia, correct? That's where where it began. Originated, yeah. Yeah, and how many states are they in right now? I believe, counting California, I believe it's four four states mm-hmm. so there's a lot of room for growth for for the yeah. program if you have somebody saying i don't know um washington or montana or new york or wherever it's not um how would they get in touch with the organization to start uh, a hurricane uh organization um for themselves yeah so if you go to the idm website that's one way you can go and then it'll say in idm it'll say programs and you click on the programs and it drops down. It'll say hurricanes. That's one of their programs. You can click there and there's um, contact information there. Um, if, and in, and you're always welcome to reach out to me. You can go to the emergency management uh, department website and I'll even give you my cell phone. It's 213-505-5467. Feel free to shoot me a text if you're interested in this or give me a call. Um, I would give you my email, but I'm, I'm kind of buried in emails and I might lose your email. So it's, it's better if you text or call me and then I will be able to respond quicker and I'll be more than happy to connect you. I've already connected um, Jenny Novak from the CSU system to uh, the hurricane uh, folks and some other people. So 
Uh, Antoine is our rep for this hurricane, uh, but I'm not sure if he would be the ultimate rep. So I would just need to verify who in IDM um, I could connect you with. But I'm more than happy to do that with anybody who's interested. That's great. What lessons have been learned from the other camps that you guys are picking up on? It's funny because you said about how um, within the city our our districts are different. Every city is different. So in Philadelphia, the youth over there is very used to the train system and is very used to the public transportation system. Here in L.A., not so much. Here in L.A., you know, we said, how do we get them to the EEOC? And then they're like, oh, you just give them train vouchers. We're like, yeah, that, that doesn't work here. So that was one thing we had to kind of figure out is, you know, what does that look like? Um, and so another thing that worked over there, they kept their uh, participants at a very young age group level. Uh, we wanted to expand it up to at least a community college beginning university level. So um, we learned that that's a little different in the curriculum building. So we're going to have to have the older um, young women kind of be almost mentors to the younger. And, and so that, that was a little different than that's uncharted waters. We're going to see how that works out. Some of the other things that were successful in the past is interactive, like making everything very interactive. And IDM has a whole 70 page uh, book that they give you that will give you ideas on, on activities that have worked before, whether it's an activity on public speaking, whether it's activity on, um, you know, PIOs or uh, ICS or um, diversity or inclusion. So they have a lot of examples. So don't think that if you're going to create the hurricane, you're on your own. They have a whole book of exercises you can choose from, activities you can choose from if you don't have your own curriculum built up. So um, those are all lessons learned from them. Those were the successful ones that have worked so far. So um, it was, we met with some of the prior cities and talked to them and they said, you know, really, it's just, you got to make it your own because everybody's, everybody's city is so different. And that the girls that go there are just so excited and they continue on, like they keep in touch with this, their cohorts and they bring them back for other activities. So that's also something that we're looking at is how do we engage with this cohort now? And then what do we do to keep them engaged moving forward? So we're using some of those best practices as well. I think that's an interesting part of it too, is, um, you know, you, you develop the, this cohort of people going through the program and then they get to come back and mentor maybe the next group that's coming behind them. Uh, that's kind of exciting too for them and, and really builds that networking because that's the other side of it, right? Like all these, you know, you go to EMI or you go for us in here in California, we have this thing called CSTI, which is like EMI for the state, um, you know, and, and you get to meet people uh, from different parts of the state or different parts of the country. Um, and, and to be able to meet people from different parts of the city, like I said, if, if you guys have been to to Los Angeles, it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting city to be part of because downtown is is way different than you know you go up into the valley or you know um, you, you have the beaches and you have wilderness areas you know yeah. so not two two areas are 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 alike uh, in a sense but they're still Los Angeles um, and to be able to build that network amongst people is is critical I think that's that's really kind of cool. Have you reached out to like I don't know like the Hollywood or the Dodgers or, or uh, the Rams chargers. I mean, like, have you looked at those organizations as well to be part of this? You know, yeah. I, I don't have it like that. Uh, emergency management department isn't connected with, uh, with that. We did try and reach out to like the soccer team, the women's soccer team and the women's basketball team. But hmm. um, we just really, me personally in my division, we just don't have those contacts. We tried right. a couple three times we tried to reach out to nike adidas puma 
uh, to see if they would like to, you know, be part of, because, you know, some of, they have some really great um, girls outreach uh, right. programs, those, those types of organizations. So we tried to reach out to them, but um, we tried to reach out to Uber and Lyft to see about, you know, the transportation, but um, yeah, we got, we got no response. So I actually, I don't have it like that. Uh, but if for next year, we're going to try again and see if maybe we can find a way to get to that, that, um, you know, that, professional sports or, you know, um, you know, but we have Stacey Gerlich, so right. you know, yes. we're still winning. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a challenge out to, to our listeners today because I mean, we do have um, some, uh, some listeners that are in those uh, industries. If you guys can help out with hurricane, please reach out and, and do so because programs like this, not only are good for the women that are involved in the program, but it's going to help the community as well. Um, and, you know, we're, we're in Los Angeles and, or in, you know, Southern California um, here with this particular group. And uh, you know, we're, we're due for some, some pretty uh, damaging earthquakes and whatnot. So uh, the more prepared communities can be, the better off we're all going to be. And again, if you are part of a program in, in uh, back East or whatever, again, same, same challenge, reach out to see how you can help. Right. I, and and I'm, I put, again, I put this challenge up to everybody, reach out, see how you can help this program because I would love to see this program grow um across you know i'd like it to be you know as recognized and or um just as important as a cert program um is to communities uh so that's 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 my challenge to you all out there today what would you like to see come out of this christina i think or cassandra i'm sorry killed your lane that's okay (laughs) that's okay Uh, uh, no it's okay chris is easier too so you can always call me chris um, I think coming out of Hurricane, I want to see these 45 young women go back out to their communities. And I'd like to see these 45 young women know and move forward towards being a voice in their community, whether that's a teacher, you know, or if they go into government and policy level or you know, they want to become a police officer or a firefighter or an emergency man. I, I just really, you know, I'm really hoping that these women go back to their communities and be like, you know, this, these are the people I love. I'm surrounded by my parents and my grandparents and my friends and my best friends and my teachers. And I, I, I've just realized that I can help my community become stronger, whether it's by fixing the streets or by being part of the response or being part I just want them to, I want to, I would want them to walk away empowered, uh, empowered um, in their career and empowered in their selves. Like to know that the voices that you hear in your head that doubt you, that you stumble with and, and, you know, especially being women in a male dominated environment uh, is common. We all have them, men, women, we all have those voices in our head that said, maybe that's not possible. Maybe you should, you know, not do that. Or maybe that's a risk, whatever the doubt voice, I, I want to make sure that all the women that we've brought to talk to them, they walk away thinking, okay, that's common. And I can't let that, I have to be disciplined. And I have to know that whatever I dream, I can make happen. There is no limits. I'm limiting myself. Uh, If I remove myself from the equation, I can do anything I want. Um, And every woman that I brought to this program has that mindset. Everybody who's helped in the planning process, who's helped in the curriculum processes, they have that mindset. Like we're only in, in front of ourselves and you remove that and you can be anything you want. Um, so that's what I'm hoping at the end of this camp is that you learn that by being the best you, you can be, you're going to help strengthen your community, um, regardless of what path you take. 
Absolutely. You know, um, for those of you that have been listening to me or read my stuff for a while, you know that one of the things I'm very passionate about is resiliency and anti-fragility. And a program like Hurricane is really helping a community become anti-fragile, become stronger and better and faster and quicker uh, than before. And I'm really, really proud to have you guys on the program today. And, and if anything else I can do to help uh, spread the word, uh, please, please let me know. I'm going to give you the last word here, Chris. Um, what, what is your, your, your word to everybody out there uh, to, about your program? Uh, Hurricane LA, August 1st through August 5th uh, at the Emergency Operations Center. Um, if you would like to help support these young women in any way, uh, reach out to me. 213-505-5467. Or if you want to know more about the hurricane program and how we can empower our communities, also reach out to me. And if you also want to learn about Ready Your LA Neighborhood and how you can empower your block and prepare your block for any disaster, also reach out to me. Um, So that's my last word is pitching, pitching my resources. Absolutely, Chris. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here, Todd. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us this morning and or this afternoon, depending where you're at. You know, programs like this are critical. They're critical for the profession. Um, They're also critical for the community to become really understanding what it is and what their role um, is during uh, during a crisis, during an emergency. Things are not getting easier at all. Uh, We're seeing crisis across the world. Uh, You know, Europe this week uh, with their heat wave um, and, you know, 1,900 people have perished um, in Spain. Um, the issues that are happening in London, uh, we're seeing this worldwide. So it's not just uh, here in the United States. And these programs like this could really help worldwide. So again, I appreciate everything that you all do. And at the end of the day, if you, uh, you know, reach out to her, reach out to Chris, see what you can do, see how she can help you. Because again, we're building that community, the global community of emergency managers. Hey, everybody, follow us on your favorite podcast player or on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. And until next week, stay safe and stay hydrated.